0: This is RV on business.
1: Jeff, welcome back to Khaifen.
0: Yeah, thank you. It's great to be back. Uh, hopefully I'll um, be back more often, but uh, yeah, Absolutely. it's been, a, been an interesting year and a half or two years just with the uh, yeah, uh, COVID and everything else.
1: Absolutely. Jeff, I'm trying to follow where you are because I know where you were. I'm trying to see what you're doing now. Maybe just take us through the journey of you know, where you were and where you're working at the moment and what incredible ideas you've come up with and what you're heading up.
0: Okay, cool. Now that's, that's a, uh, that's a, thanks for asking that. I was actually going to talk about the RAN, but I'm always happy you're to. Not, you're
1: not going to get away <laughs> a without bit me about- being too
0: personal to you <laughs> on this show. No, uh, it's been a very exciting journey, um, mm. about, uh, Uh, Two years ago, um, I set off with some partners to create a a new uh, business or or entity called TIP, T-I-P-1, TIP1. And essentially it is building, we're building a portfolio of BEE schemes for investors. Um, So, you know, the, the, if you look at most listed companies on the JSE, whether they are um, the big ones or the small ones, they've got a BE scheme associated with them. So obviously, the headlines that most people will have heard of is, for example, Vodacom, and they've got a listed BE scheme called Yebuyetu, uh, and you've got uh, uh, MTN, and, uh, and they've got MTN Zakele Futi. So um, uh, very often, uh, and we call these BE the B, B schemes, often have shares that trade what we we refer to as the second Dream market. So, uh, for example, you know, the initial participants in the BE scheme own shares, but at some stage later on, uh, they wish to exit or sell their shares. Uh, and there's a secondary market for investments in BE schemes. Now, you know, of interest, obviously the public ones that you'll be aware of would be the ones I've just mentioned. There's about seven or eight listed BE schemes. That trade in the secondary market from the telecoms through to Sassel. Uh there 's a scheme called Putumanati, which is owns twenty five percent of multi trade south Africa that trades um, and many of uh, and then there's also lots of unlisted b schemes that you just have a, a you know someone created a special purpose vehicle or a special entity that holds the b investors um, and uh, is the B investor into a listed company. And there's many of these. We, in fact, think there's probably over 140 BE schemes uh, on the market, well, uh, associated with top 100 JSC listed companies. Um, and um, uh, the ability to buy into these schemes in the secondary market is, is really exciting. Uh, the, the main reason why is that they often trade at significant discounts to the underlying net asset value that the scheme owns. So, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. Putuminati, we know that it owns 25% of multi-choice South Africa. Um, you all are familiar with that. That's DSTV. Um, and um, uh, Putuminati, uh, the whole of Putuminati is worth about 7 or 8 billion rand. Uh, last time I looked, if you looked at the whole value of of the entire of the Putuminati uh, uh uh B scheme yet to our estimate it owns probably about s- between depending on how you value it's 15 to 20 billion rand of an investment in multi-choice South Africa. So that's really exciting because you can now buy essentially you can buy the asset at half price, if not greater than half price. Um, and then the other really exciting thing is it pays a really nice dividend. So Putuminati pays last dividend was 22 Rand um uh, it trades around 100 and, so patuma itself trades between 120 rand and 140 rand a share so you put a 22 rand dividend on that that's a nice 15% divi um and so we think that there's a great opportunity to to build a portfolio uh of investments into b schemes that trade on uh, the secondary market the underlying assets are typically uh other listed companies or, or companies that are in the public domain that report as if they listed companies and other people, you know, they, and they have information and market pricing. Um, and so the, the, the fund that we created is called tip one, T-I-P one O-N-E. And it's, uh, yeah, it's very tiny at this stage. Um, uh, we've been building it for the last, uh, took a while to get it off the ground. Um, uh, and it's a small listed fund. So it's a bit like a, if you want to call it like an ETF or a, a listed unit trust. Um, uh, and you know, our, our listing um structure, uh, uh what we call our trading rules, ensures that uh while TIP one is always uh, majority owned, majority black owned, so it qualifies to invest into these BE schemes. Um it does allow for other investors uh from what we refer to as mandated investors. Mandated investors are like pension funds, retirement funds and the like. To, to individual investors, um, and uh, yeah, so we we very excited by by, by this, the the the, the, uh, the structure and the approach. Um, but as I said, it's been some hard yards, you know, launching something just before the teeth of COVID uh, has been uh, an interesting journey. But yeah, we're very excited by the prospects uh, for Tip One, uh, you know, and that it can you know, it allows uh, uh, not just black investors in, but for example, as I said, mandated or institutional investors and other investors. Um, and and there are some really interesting prospects out there. There's also some you know there's also some BE schemes that um, you know that that uh, are probably overvalued and you you probably want to be a little bit wary of. But many of them are, are quite well structured and attractively priced. Yeah, how's that for a shift? <laughs> that,
1: that, that is definitely a shift. And, and I mean, one of the two questions I'm dying to ask you. First of all, are you the first guys to do this?
0: We are the first guys to do this in a listed structure. The, yeah, so I mean, one or two other people have set up and created private companies or private entities that have tried, you know, that have accumulated some uh, assets in this space. But we're the first, let's call it, uh, offering that we're trying to build. Almost, I don't want to call it retail, but we're trying to open it up to the general investing public. Um, you know, the ones that have been created for typically closed vehicles, or you're invited to participate, or weren't weren't in the public domain. There have been some others, but we're the first, we're the first listed, um, listed one. Um, and we think that there's a number of advantages coming from listing, but yeah, that's what, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, 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 that's what we've been doing.
1: Now, Jeff, I remember sitting in meetings, um, many, many years ago when these were launched. and um, I remember being in a discovery launch where yes. they launched the bank and there was a BE angle to it. And, uh, you know, I remember when Adrian Gore stopped and announced it and there was silence. And Mm. he expected there to be a roaring uh, reception. And it simply was because people just didn't understand what was going on. Like, Mm. you're speaking to an audience, and all of a sudden, 90% of the audience, you're talking about a product that they're not invited to participate in. Mm. And I'm not talking about the merits. It was just Mm. a bit of a left-field issue. Mm. And then all of a sudden, as the dust settles, and you understand the mechanics of it, it's an amazing project, and it's a tremendous initiative. Mm. Are you... Uh, being this be blunt, and I excuse the the pun am I able to uh, to get into tip one as an individual and in some time in the future go out and buy the share myself correct, yeah absolutely so so obviously the way the way the
0: codes work um, uh, and and we built so tip one has been specifically designed to uh, not only follow the 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 letter of the codes, letter of i letter of the codes, but also the spirit of the codes. Yes. But what the what the the codes do allow for is that they do recognise that um, especially, and that's why we chose to create a listed entity. Um, that as a listed entity, um, you can, for example, uh, allow uh, the first portion of your pension fund or retirement investors that come in, so let's say unit trusts out there or big asset managers, um, they get excluded from your B ownership calculation because they provide capital and backing and what we call price discovery and liquidity. But parking that, as it were, the the, the listing rules that we have say that in terms of the codes, tip one always has to be majority black owned. Um, and so uh, as long as tip one uh, is, is at least 51% black owned from its shareholder mix, it means that other investors, including white investors or pension funds, retirement funds, et etc., uh, can also uh, invest into tip one. Um, uh, and so that's the that's the, the the approach that we've taken is to specifically allow for, let's say, liquidity providers uh, and other investors to come in. But the main target, just as an aside, that that we 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 really trying to build within in, in tip one is um uh actually really it's the institutional investors in South Africa. So pension funds and retirement funds um historically have not invested or couldn't fund uh BE schemes because often they were unlisted because it's a special purpose vehicle that's been created or it's an unlisted Investment vehicle, the underlying asset that it participates is listed, it could be a listed company. Um, so that would be, uh, the, the, the first one. And so we always thought it was a bit strange that you would have a pension fund, um, let's say, for example, a union fund out there, uh, and, uh, they would give money to an asset manager and the asset manager would go and buy, um, MTN or multi-trace. I'm just giving you these examples. When, in fact, you can go and buy nearly the same asset, uh, Zakele, MTN, Zakele, Futi or um, Multi-Choice, Petumenati, almost the same asset at half the price. Um, and it always just seems strange that, um, uh, especially uh, in those types of, you know, sort of union funds or, for example, balance sheets or uh, 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 funeral policy holders, that the underlying investment portfolios actually were paying full price for for the assets. And so that was the opportunity that we think uh, exists by, by creating tip one and allowing uh, uh, pension funds and other investors in is that they bring in price discovery and liquidity um, uh, and also funding uh, to sponsor further BE schemes as well. Uh, and so we think that the, the impact that we can have in, dr- in, in driving investment capital into tra- what we call transformation investments in South Africa could be, uh, could be very high. Um, uh, you know, when, if, if someone said to you, "Well, what, what's a transformation investment?" and I will take it, you know, we would describe it as 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 any um, uh, investment that first and foremost is commercial and offers attractive commercial returns, makes commercial sense, but also is, is impacting and changing the economic ownership and uh, of uh, uh, and participation of the economy. We we call that transformation investing. Um, and right now, if uh, if any person in South Africa said, whether it's a pension fund or an individual, um, I want to put 5% of my portfolio in transformation investments. Okay. Just an example, or you had a strategic allocation um, and, and these am talking about commercial investments. So these are not necessarily like the uncommercial un- funding. There's actually no instruments that can really do this, or there are very few and they're very hard to access. So, so we always talk about transformation investing being has been what I would refer to as, um, uh, very user unfriendly. You know, you typically have to be in the know, you have to be invited, the structures mm-hmm. are complex. Um it's pri- it's private transacting, there's debt. It is so user unfriendly that that despite the fact that w- we estimate probably a trillion rand in South Africa sits in this asset class of 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 transformation investing. It's all in what we would almost talk about private markets. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 by actually creating uh, instruments, uh, tip one is called tip one because we hope it's the first, is we think that we, if we can create a thriving secondary market in transformation investments, it becomes easy for from retail to institutional to pension funds to massive investors to easily allocate a little bit of capital to this. Uh, and the impact within transforming our economic landscape can be absolutely huge. Um, and, and sorry, also
1: last week. So, so, the SMS lines has gone ballistic on both sides. People not understanding, people very frustrated, some people very angry, and some people very outspoken that, uh, yes. in, uh, about it. And I think we really need to do it justice because it's a tremendous opportunity and it's a, it's a great um, initiative that you're doing. But before I let you go, just very quickly, yes, what is the outlook for the RAND from now until January next year. <laughs> Don't get a
0: wrong because I'm going to come no, after you. Oh, no, no. Listen, I'll tell you something. So first of all, I'm very happy to chat a separate time around. Absolutely tip, so That'll must. be great. Um, but very quickly, um, we decompose the performance of what drives the RAND over the years. And the RAND, to our mind, is, is driven by three factors. And they're probably equally weighted in importance. Commodity cycle. The global commodity cycle. What's happening in the U.S. with interest rates and dollar interest rates, and then the last third is what goes on in South Africa. Okay, um, uh, and right now, even even though the headline in the business data says that rand slipped the most in the last three weeks, we think that the uh, the, the 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 what do you call it the the, the winds are behind the rand at the moment. We still got good commodity cycles. Our long yields are earning 9.5%. If you put the money in the bank in America, little, very little money, uh, very little interest. We've got record current account surpluses. So we think that the head, the the tailwinds are behind the rant. The nervous jitters are that- Before you go,
1: uh, Jeff, I love to talk, but Craig's going crazy that we need to rock up. So the bottom line is, you look at you've got a positive outlook for the rand going forward.
0: Uh, look, I, I think the rand at these levels is. When I say positive, I don't. I think that it's it sits around these levels for the last few next next few months. I think we sit Fantastic. at a fourteen rand fourteen fifty level. Um just watch what the inflation rate, if there's an inflation sneaking or surprise in the U.S., RAN's going to weaken because they'll raise interest rates there. But for now, Jeff, I, I'm I, about to okay. lose cool. my job, and I'm <laughs> not going to do it until I
1: interview you again. So thank you. Please take regards to your family. And thank I'm going to ask um, if we can't set up an interview for next week and discuss this at length. Lovely. Thanks so much, cool. Craig. Thanks, Jeff. Look after yourself.